Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hello, this is Tanisha, host of Wine School Dropout. I am so excited to be back. Thanks to your donations, we're bringing you a season two that goes beyond Wine 101 and takes you behind the scenes with wine folks around the world. So many things have happened in the world since last season. So this time around, we wanted to go a little further, highlighting the voices and work of people that share something in common with me, people of color, working in the wine business. Whether they are crafting a wine in a country not their own or building a wine brand around their own culture, everyone featured in this season has a unique perspective on our wine school dropout mantra. Wine is for all. I'm so excited to share these fascinating wine stories all from people of color. Welcome to this season of Wine School Dropout, Wine Around the World Edition. Starting a business is hard. Starting a business in another country and another language is even harder. But that didn't stop this duo from taking an idea and turning it into a lifestyle brand. Patrick and William are two American men that enjoyed the finer things in life and thought, why not do more with this? A chance meeting on a flight to France and a champagne and cognac brand was born. Here's the story of William Benson and Patrick Ductant of Billionaire's Row. I want to ask you both to just tell me who you are and what you do. Yeah, I'm Patrick Ductant, co-founder and president of Billionaire's Row. And I'm William Benson, chairman and CEO. Now, if you could explain to us just a little bit, what exactly is Billionaire's Row? So Billionaire's Row is a um, aspirational lifestyle brand, which basically our main product, our flagship product is our champagne from Champagne, France. Um, and basically our mission statement is, is really simple. It's to inspire and empower individuals to reach their reach for their dreams while protecting human welfare and advancement by furthering private initiatives for the good of the public by focusing on love for humanity, quality of life, and planet preservation. Will you say that's what inspired you to start this business? 1,000%. 1,000%. How did you get the idea or the concept to move into champagne and cognac? Prior to uh, coming up with the idea of creating Billionaire's Row, uh, I worked on Wall Street and my job was basically to wrangle high net worth individuals. So I was always surrounded by guys who had, you know, we were 
supporting guys and women who had high net worths to bring them over to our fund, to invest in our fund, to bring them high ret return rates, blah, blah, blah. And one of my duties was to take clients out and treat them, you know, for dinners or take them out to parties. And, uh, you know, we were always taught that, you know, real business uh, starts after six, especially in a city like New York. Um, wealth isn't built from nine to five. It's built after five. And so those 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 dinners at like Per Se or Nobu or clubs like Lotus or, you know, provocateur these are where you would find some of the wealthiest people in the world and i would take clients out and they would spend ridiculous amounts of money on wine and you know i don't come from that upbringing you know i come from a single family home but being in that space um it changed my perspective on life and there were also other men that looked like me um, and that was one of the motivating factors, you know, being able to see someone that looked like me that was successful in that space. And so it just made me want to just be the best version of myself in that space. And uh, I met some amazing people while on that run to the point where I was like, I'm in the wrong business. I'm, I am in the wrong business. We ridiculous amount of, of tabs, 50,000, 80,000, hundred thousand dollar tabs of wine and champagne. Um, where I said, look, we can make the same amount of money. We don't have to, I don't have to be in this business. I can be an entrepreneur. Uh, and so, so I went home one day and I was in my living room and I was like, you know what? I got this crazy idea. I, I was next to my friend, Sakai Sanford. And he said, well, what, what do you want to do? I said, I want to create a company called Billionaire's Row. He looked at me and said, you're crazy. I said, I know. <laughs> but the only way to, 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 you know, be disruptive and to do anything that's inspiring to anybody nowadays is to be disruptive and crazy, you know? Um, and so my journey began 2010, um, trademarking billionaires row in over 54 uh, countries. And then going from there, creating what we used to have called thinkers Thursdays, which was, uh, something that me and uh, Sakaya put together, which was basically like a dinner party for pioneers of industry. We went to bring people together from all walks of life and basically sit them across from each other. So it would be like, you know, uh, a, a DJ that's like a big deal in New York City. And he'd be sitting across from like an insurance agent. But they were like one of the biggest insurance agents in New York. And they'd be looking at each other, scratching their head like, why are you here? Why are we here? But what we realized is that when we had good music, good food, good company, people would, people would find that they had a lot more in common than they, they did not have in common. You know, like the same type of music, the same type of places they like to go, the same type of restaurants and clubs, the same type of clothing, the same type of a lot of things. And so we, we then called it, let's make magic because the magic happened after five. And when we had dinner with these, with these people, it started to grow really big. And so we wanted to embody that same energy, that same passion, that same excitement into a bottle so that when people left the table, that dream or that experience could continue with them. 
I'm sitting here like, wow, okay, I want to be a part of that party. I want to meet people. <laughs> I want to hang out. I want to do all of the things. Yeah, because you knew you knew if you went to, if you came to a billionaire's row, and this was this was before champagne. If you came to a billionaire's row event, it, it would you know whether it was at the Waldorf Astoria, the Plaza, you know wherever we would do you know the Polo Club, you knew that you were going to meet somebody like-minded and you know and it was very strategic in that way where we would have you know senior management senior managements of places like from goldman sachs or from barclays or from citibank you know so you knew when you walked in that room that you were going to meet somebody and it could potentially be something that came out of it um and so and it, it got to that point where you know in new york city especially that you couldn't mention billionaires row and and people either have they haven't heard about the event or they weren't a part of it you know and if you weren't part of it it was almost like you weren't cool and so what we like to do is we we like to consider ourselves influencers who influence the influencers go from billionaires row parties people meeting each other having a good time to you actually putting it in the bottle so crazy crazy stories i threw my birthday party in the space just just opening up and the 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 night was actually an amazing night and at the end of the night we had a a bill um, this bill was really, really ridiculous. Um, I couldn't pay for, I couldn't afford to pay for it. Um, one of the sponsors at the end of the night, um, he came up to me, he put his arm around me. He was like, look, look, this party was really crazy. Um, and I looked at him with like this weird look and he looked at me, he was like, what's wrong? And I, and he looked, he even, he didn't even, I didn't even respond to him. He just looked at the tab. He pulled his, he pulled his American express card out. He paid the tab. So I had a, I had a place a penthouse upstairs and everybody from that party came upstairs. Um, and I got on top of the table. I remember there were camera guys there. It was a bunch of people there. And um, I got on top of a table and um, I told the entire room that I finally realized in life that I don't have any friends and the room got quiet. You could hear a pin drop. Um, and one of the reasons why I said that in the room was because no one, pitched in no one contributed a dollar no one tipped a waiter no one everyone just left the room and that was it and went upstairs they wanted to continue partying and so I came to the realization at that point that I have to make some changes in my life um this bill was really crazy a sponsor paid for it if they didn't pay for it how are we going to pay for it and then also you know Sometimes you look at the little things in life, you know, um, are people going to come to you and say, hey, can I help with anything? Or, hey, can I? It wasn't like that. So, you know, fast forward. So I jumped up on the table. Um, I, I said, hey, I finally realized I don't have any friends in my life. The room got completely silent. And then I said, I'm going to France. I'm going to have my own champagne. And then the room bust out laughing. And it had to be like 40 guests. Oh, these weren't so they, friends. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't like they weren't my friends. It was like, oh, here goes Will again, dreaming out of his, out of the range of dreams. 
and you know what I realize is people project their fears on you and people don't think about things like champagne right because when people think about champagne they think about royal they think about celebration money and there's a lot of people that aren't in that space you know so you know that happened um 48 hours later I was on a plane to France I knew no one no one in France my friends was like you're crazy what are you doing I was like I'm not crazy I know what I'm doing I said, it, it's, it looks crazy. It sounds crazy, but you'll see. No, that makes and sense. It always sounds crazy because I know I got that too when I decided that I was moving here. I was like, all right, well, I'm doing it. What? What? <laughs> so I get it. So you flew to France and then? So I get to France. I meet a gentleman named Constantine George. Uh, Constantine at the time was one of the top sommeliers in the world. I didn't know. It was funny. He never... He never been to New York. He was leaving France because he, in, in conversation, he told me he he thinks he found love. So he's headed to New York. I'm headed to France. I convince him to stay, cancel his flight, and he says to me, "You know, hey, I'm 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 one of the top." wine sommeliers here i can take you around introduce you to some families there's one in particular that's really looking to partner with someone that has a really cool brand i think this makes sense and i said all right fine so we ended up taking the train and uh, i remember i was staying off of uh, Champs-Élysées, and I, we we took the train we, we got into champagne and uh i met uh, the first family that we met was the charles mignon family which happened to be a really great start to uh, me really understanding the, the, the space of champagne and just kind of how the business worked and kind of how private um, the families were who owned land and who owned vineyards there and how elite that small group of individuals from that region were and what they represented to the world when it came to actual wine and spirits it was mind-blowing and so we had a conversation a couple days later i had to check out of my room and um, i just looked at um constantine and i was like we didn't hear back from him i busted out i started crying i was like i'm a failure i came all the way out here thinking that this was going to make sense and um we're, we're literally checking out of the hotel the phone rings and it's them and they're like we want to do business with you. It makes sense. So then the rest is history. Then it's the process of going through CIBC and registering and all the, the logistics of that. That's the part. So I won't go into the weeds about that because I already know how it is with French administration. But what you say was your largest obstacle in creating a brand and working with people in another country? I think, you know, when you come from when you're American and you're a part of the culture and you're a part of of hip hop, you're a part of uh, this so many aspects, art, um, theater, dance, you know, when you're well versed in all of these different things, you know, trying to communicate how how much energy or how much uh, people know about your brand and America, I think there's a disconnect with winemakers because they're not in the business of that. They're solely focused on winemaking. 
they don't know who the Kardashians are. They don't know who this person is. It's literally, you have to bring that to them and sell that narrative to them for where, you know, where it makes sense. You know, um, they're just trying to get, you know, as much out there and their family out there, their name out there as much as possible. Um, so the disconnect one was communication, the, the language barrier, which I figured that part out really quickly. The second thing was just helping them understand because they were, you know, 60, 70, 80 years old. So I, here I am, you know, 28, 27, and I'm like, I got this crazy idea. You know, I want to do this, this, and this with this celebrity. And they're just like, uh, they're lost, right? So through the course of the years, you kind of communicate to them. Um, I, well, I've built a level of communication now, I think, where I could say, hey, look, I'm doing something at the Oscars or I'm doing something at Polo in the Hamptons and here's what I want to do. And here's the time frame that I need it done by. And I need this shipped here now more so than ever. They get it because they see that the industry is completely changing. Uh, the type of consumer that used to consume champagne is changing. We're in a pandemic, you know, so it's a lot that's changed. So I think that they're more attentive now. They're they're more uh, they're more ready. They're more ready to listen. They're more ready to listen than anything. Okay, that makes sense. And unfortunately, we are in a pandemic. But because of that, people have more access to information. People are consuming more information. People are searching for more things, and uh, people want to know more about certain drinks, more about certain lifestyles, and things like that. And so I think mm -hmm. that people are more interested. They hear about champagne. They think it's this fantastical, amazing, but high-end. Bar-fetched, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that's what's interesting you said, aspirational lifestyle, because I think that also ties into um, our lives. I think that ties into hip-hop music. I think that ties mm -hmm. into coming to France and also Kanye. But it's interesting how all of that ties in together to become your brand of billionaires wealth. Correct. And then, and I say this a lot. I say, you know, when people hear billionaires row, they think about money, but it's just not about money. It's about lifestyle, class, philanthropy, family. And that's what we build our, that's our core values with the brand. You know, I don't want people to automatically, when they think billionaires row, to think about money. Yeah, that may come to mind, but there's so many other layers and things that make billionaires row special. That's the champagne part. How does the cognac part tie in? When did that come about? Um, that that was re relatively new. Um, we've just we just launched. Um, we've been working on this R and D for almost two years. Uh, me and Patrick, you know, we've put. I like to tell people we've put ten thousand hours in, and basically, it was. I, I said to Patrick, I said, listen. You know, I know, and it's interesting. It's interesting how we actually met because before I even go into the cognac, you know, he mentioned to me when we first met, it was it was perfect synergy when we first met. And uh, he said to me, and I'll never forget this. He said, "I'm not in a position to help you the way I want to help you, but when I get in that position, mark my word, I'm going to be there 
and I'm going to be a part of what you're doing. And I remember that conversation and I was like, okay, I like, I like this. You know, I like this. I like this guy. I like his ambition. I like his heart. I like where his heart's at. I like his work ethic. And, and it reminded me of myself. So, you know, we would throw crazy parties and we would, it'd be four or five in the morning. I'm up at six o'clock. He'd be like, yo, are you a robot? And I'd be like, yeah, you're a robot because you're up with me. But you don't realize that, you know, so we, 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 we created this type of work ethic where we're so passionate about um, what we've created and, and, and because our chemistry is so, so good together, we've been able to do some amazing things and make history along the way. And so this, uh, the cognac is very special and I'll let Patrick really touch in on that, but it's been about two years in the making. It's an exciting moment for, for us as a company, Billionaires Row, as he's alluded to, October 1st, we went live with our cognac and just to have the consumers anticipating the wait. And we, we're, we're just super, super excited um, to, to finally have the consumers enjoy this experience with us. And Billionaires Row, um, like, like Vincent like to call it, it's an experience. Um, it's part of our mission statement. It's part of who we are as a company and to, to continue to add different divisions and looking forward to, to definitely the Alkaline Spring Water next year. Um, we launched that as well. Um, but definitely to touch back on the cognac, we're just super excited. We're super excited to, to finally uh, be able to, to have the, the, the best best experience for, for our consumers. I hope that you all can, I mean, I know it can happen right now. I hope you all can get over here soon so that I can meet you all in person and hang out. Um, do some billionaires row hanging out that kind of. We thing. we we gotta have dinner. We gotta have dinner at Avenue. That's the deal. I gotta get my you know stacks up because I already know how uh, y'all get that. Nah nah. <laughs> leave, <laughs> leave, leave, leave your pocketbook. Oh okay. Yeah, leave your <laughs> I pocketbook. Can I can do that. I know you can't be here in Paris right now, but how about a virtual French wine tasting? Take a one hour tour de France with Girl Meets Glass and hear about current life in Paris as we talk about the famed wine regions of France and taste a few wines together. For purchase, visit the website www.girlmeetsglass.com and select Work with Girl Meets Glass. Before I let you go, though, I do have a couple more questions. What is your favorite thing about being owners of Billionaires Row? This is for both of you. For me personally, it's seeing that, you know, being inspired that guys like us and, and that look like us, that they can do it. Um, I think that for us, it coming from humble beginning, we're both spiritual guys. And if, if there's anything that I want anyone to take out of it as far as the Billionaires Row, it's that you can do it. Um, that you can have big dreams like uh, like William, um, someone that has a big dream, and to finally see it unfold to where it's at today. Um, you, you're not only honored, uh, but it's inspired to, to to let other guys know that we've come from the same struggle. Um, we've come from the same hardship as anyone else um, that has probably gone through the same things that we've gone through. Um, so it's to definitely inspire others that they can do it. And if they can dream, they just continue to dream. Yeah. And, and really to touch on it for me, it's, it's two things. It's, um, it's reading the, reading the letters, reading the emails, 
reading the DMs from from young brown and black people who lost hope in wanting to become an entrepreneur and hearing about our story, both of us coming from single parent households, we didn't come from money. Uh, we worked really hard to get to where we are and to allow people inside to see our journey, the good, the ugly, the bad, it truly inspired a lot of people to want to be entrepreneurs and want to get into the wine space. The other, the other part of this is one of the big things that I'm really uh, passionate about is practicing group economics with our community. And so understanding that hundreds of millions of dollars are being spent on Hennessy, uh, Remy, and these products, and watching dollars leave our community and go to someone else's community, it's hard to hold others accountable when they don't look like us. So now that we're in this, this space, we tell consumers all the time, if you spend money with us, rest assured that that money is going to go back into communities that look like us so that we can give scholarships and help young people who look like us, give them an opportunity to be in the wine and spirit space, to become wine sommeliers, to you know, help build the inner city communities in the U.S. and abroad with those dollars being generated. And so we're really big on that. And, you know, that's also a part of why we're we're building, you know, the spirits division is one of six other divisions. We're launching the water um, summer 2021. We're also launching our boutique hotel and resort collection as well. And our fragrance collection we're launching. So we're going to continue to extend the brand. Um, we believe that, you know, understanding that 1.3 billion people on this planet for religious re reasons don't drink alcohol. We wanted to be able to give people other options to be a part and associated to the growth and uh, the the excitement or aspirations of what billionaires will represent. So this is why we're doing water. This is why we'll be doing fragrance. You know, this is why we'll be creating a home for people in, you know, in our community, the NBA, the NFL, um, hip hop. You know, now when you come to New York or when you go to Paris, you can stay at Billionaire's Row Hotel, you know. And within that hotel, it'll be billionaire products, right? Of spirits, champagnes, bath products, fragrances, shampoos, things like that. And so we're really huge on practicing group economics and hoping that we can inspire the next generation of, of young ladies and men that have degrees, that they don't have to sit across from someone that doesn't look like them, that tells them what they think that they're worth, but can come back to the community and build through a black owned business to give back to their community while practicing group economics. All right. Like now I'm feeling all inspired and motivated. <laughs> the thing that stuck out most to me um, about what you've said and also what you're doing is one, you have this amazing vision and this huge dream, and it's something that you couldn't necessarily see in advance and you didn't see anyone else like you that was doing it. Um, there aren't many people who look like us in the wine industry, and then especially in Champagne, and especially in Cognac, even though we are the ones that are buying the majority, we're the mm -hmm. ones that are buying the majority of Cognac, 
And so for you to have the vision to say, okay, well, I'm going to have this um, business. I'm an entrepreneur and this is the direction I'm going in. That means so much to someone like me that's in the industry. And I know it will to other people coming up after because they can look at you and say, okay, this is someone else who has done this. I can probably do it too. And the icing on the cake, you'll always have some place to go. If you could speak to your younger self just starting out, like even before you got into the business you were in before Billionaire's Role, what advice would you give? It, it would be to be patient. Um, that is a process, um, to trust the process and to remind yourself that it's a process. I, mean, I would probably re remind or, or definitely let the younger me um, be prepared um, to not only be patient, but understanding that I love the process because this whole experience is a process and every challenge is going to be different. I would say that to any young entrepreneur to become successful in these hard times now, network as much as you can um, because, you know, they say your network is your net worth. But what I truly believe is have as many conversations with as many people because that one conversation can change your life forever. That is fantastic advice that younger people listening can take. And then also people who are, you know, full on into other careers. That is both of those are um, still pertinent and um, important pieces of advice. Yeah. Don't don't be afraid to shine. I mean, in our community, you're punished for shining. Is there anything, any word or anything you would like to leave the people with? If I want to leave it to the people, uh, welcome to the new world. Um, welcome to the new world of, of, of inspiring and letting everyone know that uh, at the end of the day, we are humans first and that we are stronger together. Um, so we're going to continue to push that narrative as a company. And um, that's what I want the people to definitely take. Yeah. And for me, I just want people to continue to dream. Um, you know, part of the reason of creating it is, is to, I saw that so many people were hurting around me. Um, and they were uninspired. Um, and, and I felt as if, you know, if young people especially um, stopped dreaming, the world would cease to spin. So I knew I had to contribute something to society in that manner where, you know, this inspires somebody that doesn't look like me, that does look like me. But as long as I'm inspiring one person on this planet, I think that uh, that'll go against all the all the bad things I've ever done in my life. So if it's at least, if, at least if it's one good thing for me, I'm super, super happy and proud about it. All right. That's wonderful. I'm so glad to have talked to you. Thank you very much. And thank I you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Likewise. We'll speak. We'll speak soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Wine School Dropout. For more information on Billionaires Row, visit their website, www.billionairesrow.com. Their Instagram is at Billionaires Row, and their Twitter is at Billionaires Row also. If you would like to purchase the product, you can visit reservebar.com, one of the top wine and spirits websites. Their personal socials, they're on Instagram, at William L. Benson and at Patrick Ductant, D-U-C-T-A-N-T. -T.
This podcast was produced by Studio Ochenta, hosted by me, Tanisha Townsend. Our executive producer is Lori Martinez. Our sound editor is Luis Raul Lopez Levi. Our theme was done by Gabriel Dalmaso. Music is by Makai Beats. Our art is by Tiffany DeLune. Follow us at Wine School Dropout on Instagram and check out ochintastudio.com for full transcripts of this and every episode of the show. See you next week. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.